0: Madison, I want you to do another intro for my podcast. What you want me to say? Say this. Welcome to season two of my mom podcast. Get your ish together. Believers, it's time for God's people to shine. It's your girl, host, entrepreneur, Delisa New Williams here. I need you to get ready because this is the season for The Believer. For so you to know the heavens are open and God hasn't closed any doors. Let's awaken and stir the word up for the believers. God's ready to gird up the believers, make you conquerors and achievers. This ain't no game. This is season two of Get Your Ish Together podcast for who? The believers. Now let's go. Hmm. Bum, 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 bum. We gotta get eyes together. We gotta get eyes together. Oh. Part two of Ships That Don't Sink Ship in Your Marriage. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, family. Hey, hey. Is the Lisa New Williams in the studio? I am like super geek. This is part two of ships that don't sink. I was trying to be serious and have like that little voice come in, but y'all know I'm silly, right? Y'all know she, I am. She want
1: to she want to do this. Welcome to part two of yeah. ships that don't sink. Go <laughs> get your ish together podcast.
0: And it didn't work because <laughs> me and my husband we just up in here laughing and just having a good time. But thank you all for tuning in. This is episode four okay episode four in the building somebody just give it up all right i'm just proud of myself i'm gonna just tell y'all i'm 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 doing it my friend was like listen girl you gotta come on every single week i was like i don't know if i can i don't know if i can because i got a lot going on and i could just hear her voice every time sunday come i'd be like oh it's like her voice is just replaying in my ear so i am just praising god for consistency all right y'all and we are here today in the studio again, ready to drop this knowledge, okay? You know, knowledge. Remember from, ba- from Belly? He was like, knowledge. That's your boy, knowledge. So we're ready to drop you
1: really do get movie Tourette's and musical <laughs> Tourette's, huh? You just pop in with movie, movie scenes and and, and little, little, little tunes from, from music.
0: But let me tell y'all, what's so funny is I'll do this, and Emilio, he is not very musically inclined, okay? So- I sing songs, or if we're in the movies and the, the song is playing, he'll look at me like, how you know that? I'm like, boy, don't she, that know, she
1: hit me with a line from Purple Rain, and I'm like, what's that? She said, Purple Rain. You ain't never seen Purple Rain? I said, no, I ain't never seen Purple Rain. She's like, all right, we got to get a divorce now, because <laughs> I don't know how you, I married you, and I know you ain't never seen Purple Rain.
0: Yeah, I was, I was very upset, and I had even told you that I was going to name our daughter Apollonia, and I forgot. And her name started with an A, don't it? Yeah, I forgot. But anyway, you all, thank you for tuning in to another dope episode. I am excited to come before you all. Well, we're excited to come before you all today. We're going to talk about stewardship and your marriage part two. And so last week we left off talking about, we gave you two steps. We got five for you. Is it four or five? I think it's five. Yeah, we got five steps for you. And we we left you all with two, two steps. And one step one is shift your mindset. We talked about um shift your mindset. Check yourself. Remember that your marriage is a gift. And we gave you scripture, Peter 4 and 10, where it says, as each has received a gift, use it. Use that gift, y'all, to serve one another as good stewards of God's varied grace. And then we jumped into step two. And we that's where we left you all with. Um, we talked about fighting fair. And I think while we probably got so deep into it. Because well, we, we've had a
1: lot of fights. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: and, and that's all the way we got to 10 years, right? You know, if you listen to last week's episode, we told you all about ourselves. We have five children. We're a blended family. Uh, 14, 12, 10, 6, and 1. Those are the ages of our children. And we will be celebrating 10 years this year, August 22nd. And you do not get to 10 years without a any few fights. Come
1: on now. You just a don't. a few heavyweight bouts.
0: And if you tell me that y'all ain't fought in you all marriage in 10 years, I'm tell y'all somebody no, ain't grown. That's
1: beautiful. If y'all haven't fight and y'all been on one accord and it's been peace and everything, well, You all need to teach some premarital classes.
0: Exactly, Maybe, maybe, (laughs) but I don't know. Because see, to me, marriage is a ministry. And I don't (laughs) think nobody comes into any marriage, you know, just perfect. You know, there should be some growing, some some stretching, Mm -hmm. some some challenges. And I just
1: always say this. I say that we mirror, we're total opposites. So I'm strong in the areas that she's weak. Yes. She's strong in the areas that I'm weak. The goal is for my weaknesses to become strengths one day. And for her weaknesses to become strengths one day, and then that way we're well-rounded. But guess what? Them weaknesses are hard to make them strengths. They don't want to come along for the ride. And you come kicking and screaming, and sometimes it's hard to let go of those bad habits, especially when, you know, some of these things come out in the heat of the battle, in the heat Mm -hmm. of the moment, in the heat of the argument, and you kicking and screaming and fighting against it. But, you know, you mirror one another, and you make each other stronger in that way. That I pick up her strengths and then she pick up my strengths. And together we can run this waste race with great endurance with God and win it.
0: And that's where iron sharpened iron come in. And so, like I said, we left you all off at step two, fighting fair. Um, you know, basically we we broke that down as far as you just want to fight in a way and you know, argue and disagree in such a way that you two are mindful that there is a marriage you want to come back understand that the words, the heavy blows and hits that you 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 may spew out of your mouth, you know, you somebody may get really damaged Sometimes by Those it. are
1: worse worse than the black eye. Yeah. Because you can see when the black eye's gone, but you can't see when those wounds are gone. No,
0: you cannot. And that and it brought us to the testimony that we had, you know, um that we shared with you all about the we were very transparent in our truth moments, but what Emilio had relayed to me was something he had been feeling for years and so like he said a hit uh, a black eye that heals but that cut that internal cut that I couldn't see and it and every time I did something it just made the cut deeper and you know maybe it was healing A a day or two and then I may have said something or did something and it just, man, took the bandaid right off and and opened it some more. So, you know, you really got to be careful with those internal wounds. And and I think that's what brings us to step three. So we just going to jump right into it. And we've talked about this before on plenty of marriage panels, and I'm pretty sure you've heard of it. And if you haven't, beca- please—it's
1: yeah. become a staple of all premarital classes, premarital it. counseling. Yes, you know. Um,
0: Step three is
1: um, discover your spouse's love language. Uh, you know, there's this book by best-selling author Gary Chapman where he talks about um, how it's vital to your marriage to learn your spouse's love language, but not just learn it but speak it. And that's the hard part. The hard part is speaking it. It's kind of like, you know, uh, I speak English, my wife speaks Spanish, and I have to learn how to speak Spanish in order for us to communicate. It's hard to learn how to speak a language that you ain't spoke all your life. Speak on it! (laughs) (laughs) But with great effort and endurance and help from God, you can get it done.
0: You're right. And and the testimony that I have, you know, the Bible says that when you know better, you do better. You know, and that's true. But you have to know this thing. You have to learn it, like he said. And and I'm glad you even brought that. You brought that analogy example of you know you speaking English, I'm speaking Spanish, and you trying to convey something to me, and I'm looking at you. You have to literally learn Espanol
1: in order to communicate with to you,
0: communicate with in me, order to
1: communicate to you that I love you
0: that you and, and in order to communicate to me effectively because uh-huh. you, we want to have effective communication in our relationship, and so. You know, I was really guilty of this early on in our marriage because Emilio's love language is words of affirmation. And I was and, not...
1: at physical touch.
0: Everybody know all the men. Okay, let's just stop that. You see how he had to make sure he said that. You want to know why? Because he's a man. Okay? All the men. Okay, here, here they go. They're going to be like, Delisa said all the men. Majority of the men that I know... Their love language is physical touch. Now, y'all go ahead and figure out why that is. All right? So we're going to keep this show PG for the listeners. (laughs) But I was not really good at affirming any man, okay? I'm like affirm yourself like you you grown you a grown man if you don't know what you look like when you walk outside the door you know what I'm saying I didn't say you was ugly why do I have to say that you look good or why do I have to affirm you in anything you're grown and and because this was not something That I saw growing up. I never saw my mom affirm my father. And I'm not saying that she didn't do it. I'm just telling you, I didn't see it. I didn't see my grandmother affirm any man. I didn't see anybody affirm any man. So for me, affirming a man, okay, a whole man, like you better affirm yourself. So I had to learn that. And in addition to the book, if you sign up for Gary Chapman's newsletter, He sends you things periodically, you know, he'll send you tips for you to do if this is your spouse's love language. So what one of the tips that he told me to do was send cards or write things down because I had to let me tell y'all when I would say things encouraging or inspirational or affirming, it was like my skin, my soul was like. Cringing inside, like I don't know, it was like this crazy metamorphosis (laughs) was happening, and I could feel like things crick, crick like that's how it sounded to me because I was so unfamiliar to this and it was so foreign to me. So I had to take baby steps, and for me, baby steps was writing it out. I would leave little notes for him, and I would um leave a card. You know, I would find a card in the store and be like, listen, Hallmark says the best, baby, because right now your wife just is not good with that. Now, because I've taken baby steps, I graduated from elementary school, you know, I'm in college, I got my degree now. I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I can communicate that to him. I can tell him he looks good. I can tell him how much I I enjoy him. I love him and I need him. That was another thing for me. Being a single mother, being an independent woman, taking care of my own thing. It was really hard for me to be like, I need you. I had to break that thing down in me. I had to break it up. Just kill it. Tell your husband you need him. That was what I had to do. So he had to learn my love language. And how was that for you? And her
1: love language is um, gifts. And for me, that did not come easy. So just like her, I grew up in a household where giving gifts was not the norm. Forget not being the norm. It didn't happen at all. <laughs> it didn't happen at all. My mom had this line where she said that I buy you what you need. I don't buy you what you want. You know, So she said, basically saying that I take care of what you need. You need clothes, you need shoes, you need all of this. I'll get that for you. But then there was things that I wanted. Birthdays, Christmas, just because. And the answer was no. <laughs> I don't have any money for that. No. So here I am. I grew up in a household where gifts were not given. I got I I 10 brothers and sisters. I can count on one hand. If I might not need, need, need any fingers at all. <laughs> to let you know the amount of times that I bought or received a gift from one of my siblings. <laughs>
0: You don't need
1: no hands at all. I can't smack them. <laughs> no. So you don't need
0: no this hands. was
1: not natural to me.
0: Look, my No This hands. was like no
1: hands. you sticking me in a tub of water and drowning me to get me to do this. It yeah. was difficult
0: it was. for me
1: to even to even put this at the forefront of my thoughts. Oh, Valentine's Day coming up. I ain't thought about I've been married to her for 10 years. I got married to her when I was 25 years old. So for 25 years, you can assume, let's say 10 years, 15 years before I met her. I've been programmed to not think about Valentine's Day, to not care about birthdays. Christmas was just another day to eat turkey. You know, (laughs) this was difficult for me. So now here I am for a woman, with a woman, and her love language is gifts. The way you show appreciation, the way she received love, is for me to walk in the house with a a, a bouquet of roses
0: and you know what let me let me not cut you off i don't want to cut you off but this is what i'm hearing from the holy spirit right now it's interesting how the love language of your spouse is something that you have an issue with or something that you're not used to doing because if it was easy you wouldn't have grown Uh god wouldn't be able to stretch you and and teach you something
1: god is always trying to grow you beyond what you believe is normal
0: exactly
1: what you believe is adequate
0: so it's not that something wrong with your spouse or it's not that you know where your spouse is coming from they just being difficult or they're being extra god it was literally trying to teach me one humility trying to teach me another level of love uh-huh. he was trying to Teach me, you know, how to the the power of my tongue, the power of my words and and trying to show me what agreement looks like. You know, it was so many things that God was trying to teach me just by giving it to your love language. And
1: God was trying to teach me. How not to be selfish? Mm. How to consider someone else?
0: Come on, how to be thoughtful? Y'all heard him first say How not to be selfish? So the man, let's just let me just back up because I've been telling Emilio Williams he's been selfish for a long time. (laughs) So y'all hear what the man just confessed to y'all on the podcast? Go forward, baby. Be great.
1: How to consider (laughs) someone else and to be mindful and think of someone else. See, and it wasn't, and, and I would do it on birthdays, Valentine's Day, special occasions, but it was beyond that. It was walking in the house just because it's Tuesday, and I thought about you, so I bought you roses. Or maybe I didn't buy you roses. Maybe I bought you one rose. So mm. I don't want you-
0: Or maybe I stole one from the side of the- Well, not stole. That's a, that's a strong <laughs> word. But maybe I was walking down the street, and I saw one in the garden. I said, oh, they might not. You know, mind if I take- And I want to point that out because we went through a time where money was- Tight. Tight. not an option wasn't there at all. Okay? <laughs> so- it was really hard for him to give me my love language when my love language is gifts. And I want to, I'm glad you said that because I wanted to, to point that out. I wanted to mention that on this episode because someone may be listening right now and their spouse or their love language may be gifts. And, And sometimes the only, the only way we think, To give a gift is is, we have to spend money. It has to
1: be a value. Mm -hmm. You know, not all gifts have to have a monetary value. That's what I thought coming into it, that I had to have money in order to buy these gifts to make her feel loved. But no, when I give her something... It's the matter of, it's the thought that she has. Oh, you were thinking about me. You considered me. It shows that I took the time out of my busy day and whatever I had going on when I was away from her to show her that, hey, I bought this because I thought about you.
0: And I believe we got there to that point because we worked with God together in our marriage. And that's what step four is. So step three was discovering your spouse's love language. But step four is working with God together in your marriage. And we got to a place where we were able to not only discover the love language, but do it because we began to work with God in our marriage. And 2 Corinthians 6 says we work together with God. So we are asking you not to receive God's grace and then do nothing about it. Do nothing with it. He says, when I had mercy on you, I heard you. On the day I saved you, I helped you. I tell you now is the time God has mercy. Now is the day he saves. So working with God in your marriage is truly the best thing that you could ever do. Not work with what mama had. You know, like he said, he grew up in a house and nobody got gifts. So now he's bringing some of the things that he grew up in. And and I told you what I saw, you know, I never saw my mom or my grandmother or anybody in my family affirm a man. We're bringing things from our past, our childhood, or even if you're bringing what your friend said, who who's married or may not even be married or married and ain't even happy you can't do those things. You seriously have to work with the Lord in your marriage. And so what exactly does, oh, sorry, you all. I think that's uh, that was me. Um, that's the Holy Ghost saying that we right, we right on time with this. <laughs> uh, but what exactly does working with the Lord look like for you? You know, because to me, working with God is coming to him for everything.
1: And for me, um, I, I, I agree with that. I agree that you come to God for everything. Um, but also, um, during those tough times, we lean back on God. During those times where we disagreed and we couldn't come to a solution, we let God be the determining factor. We let God, truth, speak into our marriage. You know, we we sought out counseling. Um, we sought out other couples who who had relationship with God. Not to say that those other couples was perfect, but those other couples, we trusted. And they were maybe strong in the area where we were struggling in at that time. And they were able to pour into us and to pray with us. When After those tough conversations, even though sometimes we didn't like each other, we said, let's pray. And she might've thought, man, I ain't trying to pray with you right now, but... Ain't no way you're going to turn down prayer. So you're going to spit in the face of God and not pray with me. Exactly. You know, so it's during those times, you know, when, when things were tough, that we always bought it back to God. We always put our marriage on the altar and gave it back to God.
0: And and worked with him, you know, concerning everything. And when I say everything, it involved the bedroom, you know, and there was some issues there. I took it to God, you know, I would, I would have moments where I would be in the shower and I would be like, you know what, God, right now I'm not feeling him. You know, we may have just gotten into an argument or we're not in such a good space. I would come to God and be like, listen, Lord, I need you to get your girl, get get her going, okay? <laughs> just turn me up so that I will be able to overlook where we're at right now, whatever, you know, space we're in, because I know this is my husband and I know I love him and I know he loves me, but right now we're going through something and that, I'm not going to let that thing win. So I had to take everything to him, the bedroom, um, you know, our disagreements, how, how do I work out? How, how am I working his love language? How how am I being the best wife and for him absolutely, particularly?
1: Absolutely. And then with her saying that, that brings us into step five, which is be intentional. She was intentional about what she was praying for. We were intentional about the direction that we wanted our marriage to go. We were intentional about seeking God and allowing him to be a part of our marriage. I We became intentional about speaking each other's love language, we became intentional about um um about being conscious about the words that we say to one another. Everything got from the point of you know us arguing and us fighting and us being at, or, uh, in separate spaces to us being intentional about growing together. So all the things that we said in the, the previous steps adds up to us being intentional. Once you learn the way that you should be doing something. You should be intentional about doing it that way.
0: And the word intentional came from last year when we did the couple's vision board. And we do a couple's vision board every year. This is the second year we've done it. Last year was our first year. And so God was like, listen, you got to do this every year because it was absolutely phenomenal. The couples loved it. And. During making your vision board, you come up with a word that you're going to, um, and and I mentioned this in the first episode, we come up with a word that we're going to focus and align ourselves on throughout the whole year. And last year, our word was intentional. And we were intentional. One of the things that we were intentional about last year was we created a couple's journal. And the couple's journal is called Choice Words. It is called Choice Words, a couple's journal towards better communication. And on the cover, it is a broken heart. And on one side it says my way, the other side says your way. And then there's a band-aid covering that says God's way because it's truly going to take God to repair the things that have been broken, um, a lot of hurt, or you know, whatever that and has it's came. interesting
1: as I'm looking at this, this image, and it has a band-aid on it that says God's way, but once the, band, once the wounds heal and the band-aid is removed, you may still see some scars. But the scars are not something that you're holding on to and they're not painful. They become your testimony. Right now, what we're sharing with you, we're sharing our scars with you.
0: And we created the book because we want... You to not have the same, endure the same scars that we've right. endured, but also know that even when star scars come, they can, be healed. they can be healed. And so the book helps you. It's a journal. It's available on Amazon.com and it's available on my website, DelisaNewWilliams.com. But the journal has scriptures in there. It's a place for you all to write. It's a guided journal. It's not just lines in there. It's a guided journal for you and your spouse to write things in. You're going to write the situation, the date, the time that it happened, what you need from your spouse, what your spouse's response was. So when you're done writing your issue out, you hand the book over to your spouse and they'll write their thing out. And the reason why we did this is because a lot of times when me and Emilio would speak, I may be saying something, he may be saying something, but because the tension is so thick, if he was saying, you know, I love you, what I was hearing was, I love you, shut up. Like, forget it. You know, so. But when I write that out, I love you, I'm not going to write out. I love you. Shut up. You need to get over oh, it. Okay. You know, yeah, I'm not going to points. period. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to say that. I'm just going to say I love you. And so it's going to be read in such an endearing, you know, way. So it has scriptures and prayers and then daily declarations for you to write out. You know, after you say, okay, I don't believe you care about me or whatever the case may be, your daily declaration is going to change and then you're going to start confessing that and I guarantee you Things are going to shift in your marriage. So be intentional involves also being intentional with the couple's journal, being intentional with your prayer. Emilio said last week that we were reading a book together and we've been trying to read books together for the longest. This is like the first time we really have Committed ourselves to read a book. And then we have had great conversations afterwards. So another example I wanted to give with be intentional is be intentional about the things that your spouse is concerned about and the things that your spouse is, your spouse cares about. Emilio is involved in investments and stocks. That's not my thing. And I would just leave that to him. And then one day, God checked me and he was like, so you're not going to pray about this. You're not okay. You may not have to, you know, educate yourself to the point that he has, but at least be concerned so you can know what to pray about and know what trends or, you know, know what he's trying to, to do so that you could be in agreement with him. And I truly believe, and recently he told me this, he was like, baby, Bitcoin went up and i walk out the room like Bitcoin went up because I've been praying, <laughs> But for real, like my husband has been investing, and I had just, you know, pushed that to that was his little thing, and and I even said to you all last week, well, the week before last, in testimony talk with my writings and the podcasts and things that I knew God was calling me to do, you know, he had kind of distanced himself from it, or you know, wasn't really connected, but now he's on board and I believe so many doors had opened up. So we both had to be intentional about things concerning each other in our lives so that God can move. And we can see the growth and it'll inspire and, and, and encourage us along the way. So, you know, what do you, anything you got to say about that? No, that,
1: that, that about sums it up. So, I mean, I mean, going through a quick review about everything that we talked about, um, uh, you know, with the stewardship and of your marriage, uh, Step one was shift your mindset, um, change your mindset from that of a single person's mindset to that that you're in a relationship with your spouse. And then also allowing God to change your mindset. Um, step two is fight fear.
0: Fight fair, baby. Don't don't put them boxing gloves on Uh in your marriage. Just come through with prayer. That's your... Your your fighting is the Bible. Just don't come with boxing Uh gloves. Just come with the Bible. And step three is...
1: um, Learn your spouse's love language. Learn and speak your... Learn to speak your spouse's... Learn and do. ...love love language. Yes. Um, You know, the Bible says that faith without works is dead. You know, so once you understand how... What your spouse's love language is and you took the time... To step out in faith and learn this thing that is going to work, then speak it. Put some works to it.
0: And step four is work with God together in your marriage. Come to him concerning everything. There is nothing too small to bring to God. There is nothing too outrageous. He created it all and he knows it all. So just come to him. And with step five, as we just said, be intentional Intentional. with
1: everything that you've learned everything that you've been through everything that you learned to make your marriage work be intentional on using the tools that you have in your um tool chest
0: because when you are intentional about your marriage it prevents us from being insensible to the devil's strategies. I will repeat that. When you are intentional about your marriage, it prevents your marriage from being insensible to the devil's strategies. So we hope that these takeaways really opened your eyes and we pray it will shatter any blockage or bondage that has been holding your marriage hostage in the spiritual and natural. We came to set the marriages free today, right baby? Yes we did. In Jesus name. Catch me next week with a good, good episode. I'm not sure if uh, if I'm going to do this one I created on break or if I'm going to do another ship. I don't know. I don't know. We're going to let the Lord lead us. But um, because I'm telling y'all, these ships, they selling, okay? People say ships don't sell, honey. These ships on, on Get Your Ish Together podcast, they selling far. I'm excited to have you here, honey, again. Not as my guest, but you are my co-host, and I love you so, so much.
1: I love you too, baby.
0: Thank you. Oh, my God, y'all. He just... Uh, Just lights lights my fire. Just
1: lights me up, honey. (laughs)
0: All right. We're going to get on up out of here. I am Delisa New Williams, and you are?
1: Emilio Williams.
0: And we are the Williams, and we are
1: out. Out. Peace.
0: Hey, Believers, thank you for tuning in to another dope episode of Get Your Ish Together Podcast. I pray this episode had you stirred up and put that word up in you, because I came to set the people free, y'all. <laughs> I ain't got no time to play. Make sure you subscribe, follow, and rate this podcast. Rate it, boo. Share it with your peeps, because your girl is on iTunes, Spotify, and iHeartRadio, as well as wherever podcasts are heard. Until next time, I love you with the love of Jesus. D. New Williams signing off, and I'm out. Mwah. Now let's jam.
1: Uh,
0: uh. Hey. Mm, mm, mm. We gotta get our is together. 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 Get our ish together. We gotta get our ish together. We gotta get our ish together.
1: boom boom.